What's going on, folks? Jordan here with another podcast episode. Elliot alongside me. How you doing, Elliot? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited for this podcast with uh, the ladies on here and getting to talk to them. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, definitely uh, going to be a good one. We're rolling into the Teal Weekend um, at the cabin over here in Kansas, so definitely excited about that. But before we jump into the podcast, let's have a quick word from our partners. Um, and let's start with Boss Shot Shell. Boss Shot Shell, we're both running the Boss Shot Shell this weekend. Um, I'm running the 20 gauge Magnum shells, um, the six inches. What are you running, Elliot? Um, we're going six for teal, five for mallards, and four for geese. So everyone in our group, I think, except for Benny, is using uh, Boss on this deal. So man, we're going to be flinging some bismuth around. Yeah. And so um, I know you guys have probably all heard about bismuth at this point and, and boss shot shells and the great work they're doing um really a game changer for everybody in the waterfowl community but um boss bismuth uh, and brandon over there american made company he's a huge proponent of american made um it's just awesome to be working with such awesome um companies such as them so um also we want to mention um gunner kennels um gunner kennels definitely glad to be partnered with gunner kennels um that definitely makes these trips possible for me running the gunner kennel in the back of my truck uh the good old duck truck keeping chief safe from point a to point b but uh um double roto molded five star crash crash test rating on these and definitely have peace of mind um getting um man's best friend or chief in my in my case out to kansas all the way there he rode super comfy um, one thing I noticed that I need to start doing on trips that, that you do with Chief is is the Gunner Kennel is set up perfectly where you can use ratchet straps and just it's designed for it and you strap it right down. And I noticed that you had Chiefs all strapped up tight for safety and everything and it kind of gave me a little reminder that I need to do that as well instead of just throw it in the back. But man, those things are built to keep your dog safe on the road. Yeah, and with George there, you, you definitely uh, will be taking that in consideration in the future. Also, we'd like to thank Emotion Decoy, the decoy spreader system, um, and we're super pumped to bring the, these guys on as a partner as well. Um, these guys are out of Washington um, as well, and um, this is something that Elliot and I preach all the time, got to have Motion in the set, um, and if you got to look different, that's another thing as well, um, and you know, this is definitely going to be some awesome, awesome motion that we're going to be able to deploy this season. Uh, super lifelike. If you guys haven't seen this in a video yet, I uh, definitely recommend going checking it out. A very unique system um, that spreads decoys out and gives such a lifelike motion to the spread. Um, it definitely beats anything else out there on the market. And I'm using mine for the first time this weekend, so I'm really, really excited about it. Um, I'm going to make a video on it. So, yeah, it's a huge addition to what you're doing. Way better than your traditional jerk rig. Really excited about them. Also, we'd like to thank HTR Innovations. So, HTR Innovations, um, you guys have heard about them plenty before in the past. Um, I'm highly involved with them. Um, but this weekend we actually ran the double a frames out there um, in the teal marsh and what do you got to say about them Elliot I love those a frames you know I in that particular setting um, where we are at we couldn't have done it with layout boats a frames is the only way that we could have gotten it done it was I'm sold yeah no it was awesome getting those out there and um, the way they kind of stand out from you know other types of hides where this is the boat or layout you're not really trying to hide you're just trying to look natural and we're able to put those up there um, and look natural look part of the environment and get the teal enclosed so recently if, you, if you're a fan of the podcast you might remember we had brent birch on um, and he has written a book about Arkansas called the Grand Prairie and perhaps no other place on the planet is as steeped in duck hunting tradition as the Grand Prairie region of Arkansas. To the people there, duck hunting is a way of life, not just a season. From the first rice crop grown in 1904 to the famed green timber, the book contains over 340 pages detailing the people, places, and events that earned the region the title of the duck hunting capital of the world. Spectacular photography accompanies engaging content written to educate readers on how the Grand Prairie came to be and has sustained the reputation for world-class mallard hunting. It's a must-have for the duck camp, the office, or for your off-season duck hunting fix. Fans of freelance duck hunting and fellowship of the duck guns 
can get free shipping by using code FDHFDG19 at checkout for the month of the rest of September and also most of October. Awesome. And also, we'd like to thank Bandit, Avery Greenhead Gear, um, that whole umbrella of companies. Um, something we want to mention um, about them. We've both been running the Banded 2.0 waders and loving those. Uh, definitely uh, looking cool and staying dry out in the marsh. Um, anything you want to add on to that one, Elliot? I would just say that uh, <laughs> I sound vain when I say it, but the first time in my life, I don't feel like an idiot walking around in waders. <laughs> I put them on, and I actually <laughs> feel like I look decent in them. So certainly, the the coolest thing about these um, waders when I when I w- went to breathable, I was afraid um, of just cutting through the thin material, and these actually have a double layer for extra protection. So don't don't be afraid of that. Um, fantastic products for sure. Yeah, not to mention Stan cool in in the early season which you know kind of traditionally um if you don't have fly fishing waders or something along those lines if you have your just regular duck waders neoprene you're going to be sweating smoking hot um and so this is definitely a a nice relief from that um in early season so um yeah uh, again big thanks to all of our partners and, and big thanks to all you guys for staying tuned week to week um really appreciate it and you know do us a big favor check out our partners um, whenever you can um, it does a lot for us and uh, you know helps us keep the light on the lights on and everything running over here at the duck gun podcast so um, with that we'll jump back into the podcast hey guys i'm jordan fromer i believe in hunting hard hunting smart and having a fun time while doing it and shooting limits well that's just the icing on the cake i revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings from ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. I have my co-host, Elliot Graybeard from Freelance Duck Hunting alongside me and a bunch of other guests. So I'm just going to go at the beginning of this and name them all off. And when I say your name, just say hey so people know your voice. Um, got my wife, Heather. Hey. Got Natalia. Hello. And then uh, Babyface Ben from Falfront. <laughs> what up? And yeah. Natalia's my wife. Yep. Oh, yeah. We're married. Uh, definitely, definitely good information there. And then we got uh, <laughs> Golden Boy. And I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> also known as uh, Cherry Creek Boy on YouTube. And then um, uh, we got Beth. Hi. The other half of, uh, the better half of, <laughs> of Greybeard. <laughs> So yeah, we're uh, we're here for uh, the roundtable episode, um, and works out here for Teal Weekend Duck Camp, whatever you want to call it, out here in Kansas. So uh, a big thank you for uh, the Snyders, the the freelance duckening family for uh, hosting all of us. Yeah, we have been planning this trip for what about a year now, guys? I think yeah. about a year. And I know Jordan and I have talked about it a lot on. Um, the podcast and everything. So my uncle years back built um, himself a house on this hill overlooking a refuge and then a, a lodge, kind of a retreat lodge or a hunter's lodge. And so we're renting it out for two nights, three days. It's got three big bedrooms. It's just a beautiful place. And so we're, it's been wonderful. This is right now Saturday. So we've stayed Friday. We had a hunt Saturday morning and this is Saturday night. And we just thought it would be fun to, get around a table and talk. I'll say it is definitely different to be talking with all the eyes on me <laughs> yeah, and looking. Is. It's a different, I can run myself, run my mouth really well, but just, just close it's your a different, eyes. It's a different <laughs> environment. It's certainly different, but this has been a little bit hotter than normal. The hunt wasn't maybe, it was a great hunt, but we were, we were hoping for limits, but yeah, no, this is what you told me um, before I came. You said, um, we haven't not limited out in years. <laughs> I went back and looked. I went back and looked, and it had been four years in a row um, that we had shot limits here. Um, once, once I started FDH, we started coming here a lot more often than I had been. So this was the first, the first opener in five years out here that we haven't shot a limit. Uh, but it was a really, really fun hunt that yeah. we had today. Yeah, it was really fun. So our format here is just to kind of talk, talk about the weekend. Let the wives talk, and then we're going to hit a little bit on kind of etiquette with your wives or your girlfriends, kind of how to keep them happy 
and what their expectations are so that they're not either A, making you feel guilty or B, just outright not allowing you to go hunting. Because there's some quick, easy tips that, you, that, that we've got that will kind of help you keep them happy. And the girls are going to help us with this as well. So. And then you can stick around for the, the later episode where we talk about how we trick them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, using decoys and uh, calling methods, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if if you want to see what we've got going on here on this weekend, we've got um, Jordan's got a video out. I don't know if it'll be out by the time this episode comes out or not. Probably, probably, yeah. Oh, well, and on my channel as well, where um, you can see what this lodge looks like and. And everything that's going on here, and it'll make this whole podcast kind of flow in a little bit more. Yeah, I think uh, I think Golden Boy might have an episode too, right? I will have an episode for the hunting. Awesome. You're do, but you're doing the hunting video, but are are you doing a pre-hunt video as well? Just hunt. Just hunt, hunt. one, yeah. and two for nice. this weekend. Yeah, yeah. good well, stuff. There has certainly been a lot of food here, and. A lot of food disasters. My wife called me crying. <laughs> I was not crying. crying from. I was not crying. Well, here, here's how this went down. Here's and this is this is certainly a tip for those of you guys who keep your wives happy when you're duck hunting upstairs. So we're out there hunting. and I get a phone call. Actually, I called you. I think. No, I called you. You you called me, and she's upset. And what what happened? Tell, tell us what happened this morning. Oh well, I had to make. I, I it was my responsibility to make breakfast. And so um, I prepared it the night before, and I um, got this nice breakfast casserole with bacon and eggs and cheese and all sorts of yumminess. And then I covered it in plastic wrap, put it in the fridge overnight, and then I woke up, and it was early enough that I was still kind of delirious and not thinking, (laughs) and I put the casserole in with the plastic wrap on top and baked it for about an hour. Still probably better than McDonald's, though. <laughs> Bake that plastic right into the casserole. Yeah. So I'm sitting there in the middle of the hunt, and I've got some options here. First of all, in that situation, guys, you don't try to fix the problem immediately. You just start saying stuff like, oh, I'm so sorry. I know I'm that, I'm not, I feel so bad. I, I know that was rough for you and everything. And so I'm going through that whole, you know, empathizing thing, which is, you know, you don't want to say, oh, it's no big deal. That's not, no, you don't want to say that. Wait, 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 wait. Beth, did he say that? Did he say those things? Yeah. He was really sympathetic. Yeah. <laughs> I did. This is exactly what I said. And so then, you know, she's almost about to break down in tears. I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to Because you can't say, well, I got to hunt. You know, hang up the phone. <laughs> so I decided. We got birds working. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I'm like, how? What can I say? Because I've said, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know that was hard for you like 13 times. So what am I going to say next? So I'm like, uh, let's just take everyone out for lunch. She's like, oh, really? Can we do that? Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was fixed. That was really your only option at that only point. Only option yeah. at that time. So you guys were texting this morning. Did you guys have any text messages this morning? Nope. No. Yeah. But my wife didn't uh, mess up breakfast either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> Maybe a little harsh joke. I don't I'm know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What what are the words again? I'm sorry. (laughs) I really don't know how I'm going to live this down. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good story to tell. It's a good time or a good story. At least no one ate it. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to be responsible for anyone's medical emergency. I'm just saying, I still think it's probably healthier than eating McDonald's. It's possible. Possibly. (laughs) Could be. So, yeah. um, I guess let's go ahead and talk about the hunt. So, um, let's let Benny Boy have some mic time and um go ahead and lead us into uh, the hunt this morning yeah i think uh with all things the hunt starts the night before yeah um especially for some people in this group (laughs) maybe not all of us so it was decided that uh they would kind of get out there a little bit earlier so we split up into two different parties and that would be uh well elliot jordan and golden uh they all went out and you know kind of secured the spot and then me and carl uh, or fumbles, excuse me. We uh, we made the coffee around uh, three thirty a.m. and kind of strolled up into camp. So that was uh, was pretty nice. Uh, but I will just take it up to my favorite part of the the hunt. We all we got all set up. Uh, I think it was just right around shooting time when the rain came, 
and there was just thunder and lightning, and it was it wasn't like it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I would say there was a couple seconds where I'm like scared when I look up and see just like lightning streaking through the clouds right above us, but besides that, it was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I would say. Um, which of the girls here did? You, who even knew it was lightning and thunder? Today. I woke up at nine, so I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I think I knew it was raining, and I was wondering if you guys were enjoying that. Normally, it was I raining like hard that. at one point. It was pouring. Yeah, yeah it was we were pouring. enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, it's like an adventure. Like you two were out here in a tornado before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah but before we jump straight to the hunt, though, kind of to refresh on the the evening part of that. So we we came out there, me, Aiden, and, and Elliot, and we sat up, and we just slept on the ground. So we figured. Uh, Kind of the strategy with that was, well, we're going to get more sleep if we just go out there right now and, and set up on the spot than if we go there at 2 or 3 in the morning and set up on the spot. Um, and it was a good thing we did because, I mean, we had groups coming in, two or three groups coming in, like, between 12 and 1. And I don't know how specific. I know you don't. Like no, I don't. Th- I think it's fine. I think it's fine in this case. So okay. Normally we don't go out this early when we're hunting, but this year we just had, don't have as many birds, so we only had a plan A and a plan B, and that's it. And and every other else, every other plan was not going to end in a successful hunt. So being as it only had two options, we just decided to leave here at the lodge at about ten thirty. We went out there and we had to brush the A frames and and about I'd say we didn't start trying to sleep till about one thirty. Yep. And um, we were just laying on bare ground, like just dirt, essentially. Yeah. Well, I, I was uh, firm, on, uh, firm mud. Yeah, you had the quack pack. Yeah. yeah. So it was I, a pretty <laughs> sad camp that I rolled up on. Yeah. <laughs> just people laying on the ground, shivering. But Chief, the- Chief is just, <laughs> Chief's just like looking out like away from everybody. They're like, what the hell? <laughs> Jordan slept well. He was snoring quite well. Yeah. I told you guys I'd be out like a light. Yeah, you didn't you believe were, me. You I was just, fast. I just curled up and I, I kept waking up because I was so cold. <laughs> well, that quack pack, um, which is HTR, <laughs> I saw you dumping everything out of the big bag, which I was really impressed in size of that bag. Yeah. It's really big. And I'm like, what are you doing dumping everything out of there? You know, and you're pulling out your dub mojo. So I thought you were messing with me on that one. <laughs> and then he just like whips it into this bed, lays on it, has a blanket to pull over himself. Like 30 seconds later, boom, he's snoring. <laughs> and my wife can attest to that. I'm a quick, yeah. I, I just fall asleep. As soon as I'm ready, I'm just like, oh. And then Aiden, I didn't realize, brought a sleeping bag. He's over there in a sleeping bag <laughs> with mosquito around. netting. <laughs> and I've got nothing. <laughs> You're in your I've waders. Got nothing. <laughs> You're in your waders with your blind bag as your pillow, with like a, a neck kink. Oh, yeah, it was awful. And my arm fell asleep. I got like an hour of sleep, and you guys were just snooze. I, got, I actually got up and went out and set I up saw decoys. That, yeah. and, and you know, it's pretty bad when you've decoys. slept an hour and you're like, the better alternative to sleeping more is setting up decoys. Yeah, I just. <laughs> Five yeah. hours before the hunt. Well, I got so cold. I couldn't believe that I got so cold that I needed to get up. I know, because it was what, 60 degrees, but it was like, it was super windy. Yeah, I think that was it. Because I had my hoodie on and everything, so. I didn't realize you set up the decoys because I was thinking about that during the hunt. I was like, wait, I don't remember setting these decoys out. <laughs> They're real. Yeah. So, this is one of the very few times that we've gone out that early. And but doing that actually just brings it more enjoyment to the hunt because there we had, it was a full moon, the clouds kept coming, then we had the lightning <laughs> later. It just adds to the whole experience. Yeah. It really does. Yep. Then Benny and uh, Fumble started rolling in at about I think you guys got in about four fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys showed us correct. Yeah. We because all cheaper we, and happy. Yeah, we, we had planned. <laughs> we had planned. I said I, I'll pick you up from your trailer at four. Um. Well, I was down there at 3.50, and he had been waiting on me for five minutes. He's so prompt when yeah. it comes to duck hunting. <laughs> well, I looked down the hill, and I saw lights uh, were on. I said, oh, I better get going. <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah, we, we rolled up, and uh, I was, you know, you kind of pulled a bait and switch on me on this one. Because, you know, I rolled in there, and, you know, me and Carl, we were just talking and having a good time. And we had a really easy walk into you guys and kind of an easy setup. And then, well, I don't want to skip ahead of the hunt or anything like that, but the pulling out, that was not great. <laughs> I was, I just kept thinking, oh, it was such an easy walk in here. They mowed for us. This is great. And, uh, oh, I got, I got my workout in on the way out. You kept so. bragging on how good a shape you were in. 
<laughs> Multiple yeah, times. Uh, okay. I'm in really good shape. All now. right. I, to, once again, to not skip ahead, but uh, I hear this like holler, you know, because so we all we all brought a bunch of stuff out. Elliot just like carried his blind bag out to the truck. He's like, I'm going to come back and grab some more stuff. Well, I, I knew that uh, I think Golden had left a sled back there. And I was like, oh, so Elliot's going to go get that. And I had just pulled the biggest sled for how, how long was that walking? Five minutes. Five miles. I meant distance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's about a five minute walk. Yeah, I, yeah, about a five minute walk. But I had pulled the, the big old heavy sled and I was feeling pretty good. And I said, oh, geez, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to walk, you know, 100 yards back and help Elliot pull this sled out, I'm sure. Well, as I'm coming down the trail in my Crocs, I see Elliot with another blind bag. Just that a blind is so bag. not true. <laughs> no, you are so lying on this story. No, kid you not. He's like, oh yeah, that thing was just too heavy. I had, I had two dozen decoys on my back and two blind bags. See, here's the here, no, here's the deal. The plan was that I was going to do two trips, and you guys were each going to take a sled. That was the plan. So I and I loaded. I had a bunch of stuff on that first trip. You saw it. I got as much as I possibly could. I walked up there, and I walked back. I see Jordan come back with no sled. Well, I had, I had the that, quack pack loaded oh, up the and the sled, pack. and so it just got too heavy. And I'm like, well, I'll, that I'll come back. That sled too. was really heavy. It was. So out of that sled, I took two bags and half. To, I took half the weight off that sled for you. Well, that's fine. The thing is, is you're like, oh, yeah, I just left the sled back over there real quick. It was too he heavy. You left it in the hole where we were. <laughs> That's <hunting>. not true. <laughs> Pretty close. You pulled it out of the hole yourself. Yeah. So the end. Uh, where you pulled it, that's where it went. He didn't pull it very far. The yeah, plan no, kind of fell through then, huh? <laughs> so I hear the playing card is, I'm going to come back for that, while the other one picks it up, and then the other one says, I'm going to come back for that. So it's just a continuing rotation. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. We should probably go back tomorrow and see what we left over there. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I did pick up a little trail. There was just, there was a bunch of stuff laying out on the road. Yeah, so. Yeah. I found my thermocell. I found. I would say it was amazing how much stuff we took out there for five hunters. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> it was like it's the first. It's the first hunt. Uh, yeah, I'm just yeah. It's we just filled a lot three of truck stuff. beds. <laughs> yeah. Much. Exactly, yeah, three truck beds, sleds, decoys. Well, a speaking of stuff, here's I wanted to ask this question to the girls. What's the most ridiculous hunting thing that each of us owns? Oh, obviously, freak baby. <laughs> that's that's a unexplainable. Jordan snuck freak baby in on the trip in his, no. his backpack. Jordan slept with freak baby, and then he threw her, and her pants came off. Okay, let's let's explain. <laughs> yeah, now you gotta explain freak weird. baby. We've kept this off the podcast for a. So long. I tried oh, I so hard. Freak baby is a little baby doll that, a, that Aiden and Dan and I found on the Missouri River during a video that we made. We found her in some uh, driftwood, and so we made her as a mascot to in memory of this epic trip we went on. Yeah, epic freak baby. And now she has like her own. Um, outfits and she's got her own little sunglasses. Well, my mom bought all the clothes for her. It's Are the sunglasses out there freak babies? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was, I thought it was Brooks. Brooks freak babies. I know. When she, she came here, like right when she arrived, Elliot had freak baby sitting on the porch waiting for you guys to come and she thought it was all for her. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a video of her like sprinting towards Freak Baby. Yeah, and it's like, no, that baby doll belongs to that grown man with the gray beard. Over it's there. actually Aiden is Freak Baby's daddy. Yeah, but I kind I gave her Freak Baby back to Elliot. <laughs> when I he couldn't be seen in his dorm with the yeah. baby doll. Yeah, that would be a hard one to explain. Yeah. yeah it's a, it it still be. is a hard one to explain over podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we had to explain it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. You asked. Kind of I know. Yeah. Admit it. So somebody put it in the quack pack, so I just chucked it. <laughs> they weren't happy, but neither was Do I. Do you know who it was? <laughs> no, I don't. No, it's good. Is she out there now? She, no, she's lame. <laughs> Half Alone? naked in the sled down there. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't like that. No. Yeah. So, so on to the other on the yeah. other. Who derailed this again? 
<laughs> well, we're, we're just yeah. fleshing out the question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You're right. So other other girls. All right. Are... You know, Ben, you have a a pair of waders that I just can't can't like unsee. It's the ones that were in El Paso, and the thing I don't know what you call it, but the thing comes up to like up here, and you look like one of those like real old time like farmers almost. Like okay, you guys have all seen. Uh, like overalls. I know, yes, like I know what you did last summer, where the where the freaky man comes out to the side of the road and he's like talking to the group of the young people in the car, and he's wearing these like creepy waders that come up there. <laughs> but you would this. use to. I hated these things because you would hang them in El Paso in our garage, and that's where our washer and dryer were. And so every time I came out there, I would just see these like huge, you know, waders. <laughs> and I always thought it was a person. It would freak me out, and I would just, uh, I just that. I'm glad you got new waders this year. <laughs> Very I think waders in general look like like a baby jammy outfit. <laughs> like a big onesie? Yeah, yes. like a big onesie. It's, it's, true. it's ridiculous looking. Except for the new banded 2.0 waders. They look good. They, they they've have got a, a belt. Yeah. They've got a belt. They, they actually look They look no, like the new onesies ones for you, men. Yeah, the new ones that you look and make you look like. Ryan Reynolds compared to those other waiters. Here. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Ooh. liking it. Hey, we well, gotta go. That, that's how bad. <laughs> that's how bad those other waiters are. Oh, they were just terrible. Okay, so waiters. Yeah. Lucky for me, I don't have any crappy gear like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think. I can't think of anything. Oh, well, there we go. I, I got everything I need is one hundred one hundred percent needed, yeah. useful, and normal. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, what's the most annoying thing that he has around the house? You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe... Well, calls, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always, you know, gotta have a call going. Does he blow him in the house? Yes. For my kid. No, our kid's so asleep, surprised. and he's starting, and he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's like a nervous pitch. Like, uh, I'll have him sitting right there by the... Where we keep all the keys and all that kind of stuff. And I just walk by, pick up one of them, you know, get a little blow, put it back down, keep doing what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but Brooke, our um, our little girl though, she takes like paper towel rolls, like whatever she can, <laughs> and she thinks it's a duck call. And yeah. She. Yeah. You know. The the only uh, downside to that is uh, food allergies. She has quite a few of them, so she picks up Daddy's uh, call, and next thing you know, she's got a breakout. So. <laughs> she's got like a rash on her lips. Yeah. <laughs> what do you eat? Yeah, I'm like, like I'm milk, trying to make sense of that as anything well. Anything with milk or cheese oh, yeah, or yeah, egg. Yeah, yeah. Or while you're blowing your call, you're like getting that scummy it's, stuff on your calls. It's, it's not that I'm eating it while I do it. It doesn't matter. Like, she's super you sensitive to, like, to that. Are you supposed to brush your teeth before you yeah. blow a call or something? <laughs> <laughs> sanitize yeah. your mouth. Yeah, sanitize. That's fair. That's okay. probably just getting stuck in that beard and rubbing up against the call. Whatever you say, great chops. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we need to progress the hunt now. I think we're up oh, to yeah. the lightning storm. Yeah. All right, Aiden. It's your time to shine. Oh, man. Well, the moon was setting, so the moon was cool. Clouds were rolling in. We looked at the weather radar. We didn't think we were going to get rained on. And I was like, yeah, it's not coming. <laughs> we're not going to get rained on. It's, it's not going to happen. I look at the weather, 5% chance. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And about shooting light. And we're seeing some a couple birds working, and then it just starts to like you can hear it off on the other side of the marsh, and it just comes this way, and the, the rain starts to downpour, and we got pretty wet, and that's one reason why the walkout was so difficult because everything was covered in mud and was wet. Yeah. So. I was really as the day started. I was really surprised because we got clear up to shooting time. We hadn't hear, heard any teal or seen them, and and I I knew right off the bat that it wasn't going to be a great hunt. And I was really so I was surprised as the scout the night before they were coming into this little spot. Um, there was a lot of them in there, so um, the hunt started out really slow. We weren't even seeing anything for probably what the first ten minutes until we even saw. Yeah. A flock. Yeah, Golden looked over at me and said, this isn't looking good. Yeah. I'm like, don't tell me that. <laughs> about to tell you to get up and leave. Yeah. I mean, there's even bad hunts that start with teal and decoys, but I mean, on a teal hunt, for you not to hear them before shooting time and 
have them right in your decoys, it's very unusual. So actually it turned out to be better than I was afraid it was going to be after the first 10 minutes. So the, the birds started working. We started seeing a few teal here and there, and then we started getting a few into the decoys. Yeah. And honestly, we're saved by the, the singles, the pairs and the triples. Um, cause those worked in really well. We did have a couple groups work in, uh, of the bigger groups, but most of the bigger groups were headed to the north side of the marsh and they just wouldn't work in. So, um, really what saved the day was the, the singles, doubles and triples. And we shot pretty well overall. Yeah. I'd yeah. say we, I, th- I would say we all shot pretty much lights out. Yeah. There wasn't anything that came in that didn't, that didn't get killed and the, everything was dropping or coming right into the pocket that we set it up. So we were killing them. 15 to 20 yards for the most part yeah definitely the game changer on that was the the double uh dove mojos added to the set (laughs) (laughs) but jordan keeps tormenting me about the dove mojo thing i don't know what to say about it what what's a dove mojo it is a dove with moving wings that you sit out to bring in the doves just doing a check i don't think beth would have known (laughs) check on learning would you have known that yeah, I know what a mojo is. Do you know what a lucky duck is? I know. I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> just another brand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Check it's a brand. Story. A mojo is a brand. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. A lucky duck is a duck that flies in front of Jordan. That's <laughs> 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 right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> lucky ducks because they like to be eaten, right? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> We did get to eat some duck today. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I'd never had duck poppers before. Yeah, Ben uh, cleaned them. I cooked them, and uh, Elliot and Aiden, Aiden uh, felled on the scouting. So we all had our plan. <laughs> and, our, well, our, luckily, uh, Fumbleman's came yeah, through like a champion. Yeah, that's true. MVP. Well, Aiden and I put in a two and a half hour scout this afternoon, and man, it looked terrible. And we were even talking about running into Nebraska and. Oh. And we had the morale was low, and then last second, old fumbles calls. He's like, "I got permission on this private land where we saw teal just piling into." So, so he came through big time. Yeah, high fives all around. Yeah, and, for sure. I don't know Talk how we even found that guy. Onyx, right? Well, we got the name from Onyx, but somehow he ran into like the stepson of the farmer. No way. Or the son-in-law. Fumbles did. Fumbles did. He he drove house. he oh. drove out to the place that, that um, the guy said, and I guess maybe the son-in-law was there, and he just ran into him. Yeah. So um, I guess from there, um, what else do we need to add on the hunt uh, the hunt end of that? Well, we ended up with 11, 11 teal and, and uh, one dove and one dove, <laughs> and uh, we. Sp- Spread it out pretty equally. Jordan was three. Ben and did, Ben and Aiden kind of split on once. They each had two, and, and whether I had two, and Fumbles was one for one with a clean kill. Yeah. So we all spread it out pretty evenly. The nice thing is when you get singles and and pairs like that is you can start saying, okay, if it's a single, it's yours, and you know, mm-hmm. and you know when I'm watching videos, I feel like a lot of groups don't do that. They just go they, pop, pop, pop. They just, oh, it's a single end. Let's just, like, quick draw McGraw. And I, I hate that when it's like, yeah. oh, i got to make sure and shoot before, you know, now everyone you else does. Like, take your shot and make sure it's a good shot. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're taking quality shots and you miss that, the other guys are still going to be there to take there care of it. So we were able to do some of that. Like, it's fumble stern this time and, and whatnot. So Yeah, definitely a lot of fun. Um, one thing I, I do want to mention about it, though, is we did have the two HTRA frames, and they're one of our – um, partners for the podcast so we got those set up and um good to go on that we could not have hunted this spot without a frame yeah it was like a little mud flat with yeah. no cover so we got those in there and even even layout boats wouldn't have done the job yeah so mm-hmm. it, it's the thing is i mean with an a-frame is i mean setting it up there on the edge you really don't have to have any additional cover you can just brush it in and make it look like a you know bush or a pile of brush and you're good to go and and we didn't have to go super crazy. I mean, it's just early season till, so um, you know. But we did get pretty well brushed in there. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. funny thing was, is, is Aiden was cutting the brush, and Jordan and I were stuffing it in there. And um, I don't know. And Benny Boy was home sleeping. Yeah, Ben was home sleeping. <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh, I was still very comfily uh, sharing a bed with my wife. Comfily. Is that out of work? I don't Hopefully. think so. Okay, well, then that's my first strike of the weekend on new words. <laughs> no, I <laughs> thought exaggerative sure. was... That is a word. A word yeah. you made up. What out of all that? What did you get out of all that? 
what Jordan was just talking about. What question? <laughs> okay, so I actually had a question. If we were to tell you girls, say, hey, go scout for birds, how would you do it? I would go to the spa. Couldn't find any. No hunting this weekend. Spot. Okay, 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 okay. Without a smart aleck answer, Natalia. Oh, it was a truthful answer. I know, I know. But how would you go scout for birds? I would try to find the least occupied road and sit there and see if I found ducks. So I would ducks? go find, find them. Some a pond or something. Oh, like a pond! That. Yeah, I, I would find a pond. Yeah. <laughs> and just look at and see if anything's flying over mm-hmm. or landing. Yeah. Is so that, then, does that? I mean, that's pretty straightforward, right? You think that's oh, that's pretty pretty easy. It's not that I think it's easy. Oh. It's, it's something I would not do. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. Why do you think we spend so much time on it? Is it because we can't find birds or like? Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, there's a little bit more that goes into it. So that's like oversimplified, like find a pond. That's part of it, right? You find a pond, look for the birds. But then all the aftermath of that is like ask for permission, see if it's public, find access, see if there's other, you know, pressure from hunters, all that kind of stuff. How are you going to get there? Where are you yeah. going to hide? Yeah. On well, on today. I was going to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you weren't done yet. Where are you about? No, I, I know that that's what comes next. So can you guys just drive up to any place and scout, and then if you see something, then you can ask for permission, or how, how does that work? Not every place. Not every place. Okay. Refuges, and pretty much that's like a no-go zone. Okay. Yeah, aren't Only you looking from your go. car? You're looking from you, Yeah, most track. of the time, and then you, I mean, you might get out and walk around and find a better place to glass. Yeah. What's glass? Look. <laughs> Look. Looking through binoculars. There's so many terms. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Um, So what was your initial reaction to this weekend? (laughs) Really? Yeah. Like my honest opinion? Yes. That I was going to be a pioneer woman back back at home cleaning and cooking and waiting for the men to come home from their hunt. (laughs) Well, how did it, it turn out for so you? Pretty, pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, I, I had a great time. I Don't get me wrong, but when you said couples retreat, I, yeah, he initially sold this as a couples retreat. That's and then what, I that's heard what hunting, it is. Yeah. And we're bringing Nadine along, and I thought, hmm, there's going to be something. Didn't you think that you were going to have to go hunting? Oh, no, I, thought, I, I knew that someone, was going to happen. I somebody <laughs> said that. I knew that wasn't going to be happening. I was like, no, I'm not going hunting. Beth, have you been hunting? No. I've been scouting once. When we were dating, she have you happily ever, went out scouting with me when uh, we were dating. And I wore waders during that, that episode. We kissed in the woods. Oh, my gosh. It's romantic. So romantic. <laughs> You paddled me around like birds? a princess. We did, yeah. We went on, yeah, we did. Oh my gosh, like on the notebook when they, when they go through the scene. I would oh like to think he was ball. more like, I looked like Pocahontas and he oh, was. Oh, okay, okay. And he was your Just Smith. around yeah. the riverbank. Yeah. <laughs> Riverbend. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's, what, that's actually what I sing when I'm looking for ducks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want to go and sit in the cold because I know a lot of times it's just uncomfortable mm-hmm. the weather, and so that's probably. And then the bugs; those are my deterrents. The bugs and the weather. Yeah. yeah. So the question was: Yeah, step away for a second. But what was your first impression um, when you heard about this weekend? Um. Uh, and I'll give you a little uh, context. Um, Natalia said it was uh, she was going to be a pioneer woman for the weekend. <laughs> well, house on a prairie, yeah. and it is totally on a prairie. Yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> little women. <laughs> we should have worn like some long dresses and aprons and stuff. Oh, that would and bonnets. <laughs> that would have made me a little sad. <laughs> bonnets? No. <laughs> we could have sewed our own bonnets. Mm-hmm. Back to the question. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. For me. I didn't think too much about it. Like, I didn't mind. My big issue is, like, immediately thinking, like, how are we going to make that trip? 
we have an almost two-year-old and how are we going to do that and then have to prep food for everyone else and prep food for my kid and prep you know yeah because he had an 11 hour drive Mm -hmm. yeah so this is this is just the crazy thing right because i can i think i can speak for all the guys here but our first impressions are like, oh, think about the birds and where we're going to hunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. All the girls are going to be happy and talking and like. No, I was excited to see you both because I've, I met uh, you both before, but mm-hmm. you hadn't met each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't remember where we were on the hunt. We're pretty much at the, at the end of it. We're uh, talking about what you brushed your blind with. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Grass. Yeah, there was all tons and tons and tons of wild marijuana. So the, I'd say a good portion of the A-frames were brushed with wild marijuana. Wait, this, are you serious? Yeah, and the smell was just constant. I mean, it's if you watch the video room. that I've been editing, there's like all this like I don't know the buds right in the thing, <laughs> like massive buds. So of here's a question. Right here's a serious question, right? If I'm driving home on the highway with my brushed-in A-frame cover that's just covered in marijuana, wild marijuana, by the way, um, is there going to be any issue at all? No. (laughs) He didn't say that with 100% confidence. Well, I mean, there's a huge difference between wild marijuana and There's some nefarious characters who are thinking, oh, I just figured out a new way to transport. You can't can't (laughs) even smoke that stuff, that wild stuff. Mm. I wouldn't know. Yeah, me neither. And then uh, Elliot was like holding it up to my face, like, here you go, baby, Benny boy. <laughs> of course. You got a lighter? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he said, yeah, hey, Ben, you got a lighter? I said, no, I don't. I, I didn't bring a lighter. <laughs> he's like, oh, I hear you. But anyways, that was, that was a bad segue. <laughs> um, all right, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, you want to run up the last, the last uh, section we talked about running? Oh, yeah. Well, we can just talk about uh, – I think it would be interesting – to have um, each of the girls just say, what is one thing about your husband duck hunting that bothers, like what can each of us do that you don't like that would make you upset around duck hunting? <laughs> like for example, um, what would what could Jordan do duck hunting that would make you mad? Like, I don't want to put answers in your, in your Mouth, what he could do that would make me mad? What do you expect from him? So what? What? Yeah. yeah. What can you? Ex- what do you expect from him in how he goes about duck hunting to show you respect and um, keep you happy? I guess. I feel like this is like marital counseling. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. we scoot a little closer? <laughs> like what? Like. Well, I think it's. I think it's a little bit different, just because you guys do put out content so you don't just go out and hunt and have you know an awesome morning or an awesome evening but you also have to come home and put in time for that um so it's a little bit different i guess for you guys i would say than just the average like just hunter and hunter's wife um but in general i say just making sure you have time to do the things at home that needs to be done you know I think that's certainly a big part of it. You just have to take care of your business while you're at home. It goes a long way. Yeah. All right. Taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> well, because the yeah, editing, I know, considered. like, when I get home, it's like... The hunt doesn't for, end yeah. at the no, end of the hunt doesn't. for us. And when I get in a zone editing, it's just like, you know, I'm so into it. It's hard to even... She struggles to get my attention sometimes. He's, he's out for the whole weekend. Like, I mean, like, doing stuff for the hunt for editing and all that so until march yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then it's the season of beth supposedly yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right beth then what's yours what what do you have that one thing it was that it i totally agree with heather but um i don't know i mean or you could even phrase it as one tip to the listeners to for guys to keep their wives happy that'd be a good way to phrase it too um i would just say being considerate of um your other family members and people in your house and just like acting like other things matter other than just hunting yeah that's yeah but that translates to everyday life as well all right we got one couple left 
I have a couple things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always a mouthful. It was with this not one. hard yeah. for her to come up with this list. <laughs> well, I first of all bo- agree with both these women. Be considerate. If you say you're going to be home at eleven, be home at eleven. Yeah. Because I'm doing stuff for the house. I'm doing stuff with the baby. Be home at eleven. If you need an extra hour, if it's super hot out there, or whatever, you guys are getting lots of birds. Fine. But let me know. So you're saying accurately convey when I'm going to be home? Yeah. Okay. And and don't and don't blow it out of the water. I'm not saying be home at 11, you're home at 11.15. Don't say you're going to be home at 11 and be home at 4 in the afternoon, which has happened. <laughs> it's a real story. Okay. I also think it's important that first time I realized why hunting is such a huge passion for you is when you physically took me out hunting at the Rio Grande in El Paso. That was the first time I finally was like, okay, I I don't like hunting. That's not my passion. I don't like ducks. I don't care for them. But that was the first time I saw how excited you were. And there were some moments during the morning when I was like, during the morning when I was kind of like, mm, this is kind of cool. Like this, it's a, you know, we saw a beautiful sunset. We saw lots of birds. We even saw the game warden. We had a nice chat with her. You know, it was a very cool experience going through the gate seeing like seeing that dynamic with the Rio Grande and the Border Patrol and all of this these different these different elements to your hunting. And you're a very respectful hunter. You know what you're doing. You know the rules and regulations and you have a very good sense of, of why you're out there and why you hunt. And I finally like that was the first time I saw that. And that at that point I was kinda like, okay, this is his passion. He has to be able to go out and do this. And so we made time for it. But you know, there's there's been a few times where you've taken that and ran with it, and then I'm just kind of stuck sitting at home, like, well, when am I going to get my time? But I think that that's a credit to you that you actually took the time to go out there mm-hmm. with him, and you know, like maybe yeah. us as wives, if if our husband really wants us to go mm-hmm. and experience that, then we do that. Now, Elliot doesn't really ask me; he doesn't expect that of me. But if he really wanted yeah. me to, I think like to actually be willing to do that. That's actually it a took good a tip. lot of convincing. Yeah, that's it a did. good tip for wives. Yeah, so because it's, it was three thirty in the morning when I got a little tap on my shoulder <laughs> with his face paint on. I said, "Get out of here," you know. But he said, "No, this is what we're going to do. We already discussed this. We're going to get up." I'm a very hard person to wake up in the morning, and he knows that. And but you know, we got up. We had breakfast. We brought a bunch of stuff out there, and you know, I was finally able to see why he likes this so much. Yeah. And it was just kind of one of those things that we could enjoy. I have not been out since then. But, you know, it was just, it was nice to finally, it was nice to be kind of brought into that world and just to kind of experience, like, why these guys are all so crazy about it. I think uh, Baby Beanie Boy just shed a tear. No. <laughs> So sweet. No, but I think everything, like you just said last, that's why I get a lot of people telling me, you let Jordan do that? You let Jordan go out and hunt so much. You let Jordan do this. You, you know, I don't let him, I guess, do that. But I do, I mean, I don't know. Can you, I mean, I guess you can say hunting is like a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And you can tell just when you listen to the podcast and when you watch the videos that it's so much more than just going out there and shooting a bird. Mm-hmm. And when you can understand that and taken the beauty of that it you know it can change change your view on things and I kind of grew up with knowing some of that already which probably helped yeah and I I think like knowing that my husband is out there with our boys with his dad um it's a good thing for him to be doing so I just think it's like like I would I love that he is doing something constructive and like getting in touch with nature and Mm. building relationships and it's like a good thing for him to be doing. So I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm fully supportive of it. So. Yeah. It's definitely their, their time and hunters in general to ground themselves and to kind of like, you know, come back to themselves. And, you know, we all need me time. That's yeah. definitely their their way of getting that. And then they're f- feeling refreshed and they can give more to life. And, um, you know, I mean, like, why should we as wives just make them feel guilty about that, about yeah. going out and, and making them feel like they owe us yeah. or something? However... I don't want to just sit and watch the baby and cook all morning and then have you come home and take a three-hour nap on the couch. I wish I knew yeah. the, the theme song to Pioneer, uh, <laughs> the Oregon Trail. The Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. I can put, play on my phone. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, because I mean that, you know, 
lots of women now have jobs and we've got our own hobbies and we need to be able to explore those too. But Mm -hmm. hunting is one of those things that takes a massive amount of resources, massive amount of time. (laughs) It's not, you know, me going to yoga for an hour and I come home. That's, that's Mm -hmm. my me time. But for you to do one hunt, it is a huge, massive prep in the morning. You falling asleep at maybe midnight, getting two or three hours of sleep. And then me not seeing you for the next nine or ten hours. Or the whole week of scouting before. <laughs> no, yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm still not clear on what scouting is, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just sounds kind of made up. <laughs> what it basically is, is, honey, I'm going to be 30 minutes late for dinner. That's mm. what it is. <laughs> Only 30 minutes? <laughs> well, I mean, Here's how know. I scout for yoga. I just look it up on my Google phone. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, where do we go from that? I think that's kind of probably where we want to wrap it up but yeah. i think we can uh definitely say that uh we all have um you know wonderful wives that let us uh pursue our passion here and um, appreciate all of you uh putting your input in for that and and uh hope golden boy you can find one too someday yeah. praying for it yeah this episode brought to you by match.com <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um any last words anybody I can give some advice for single people. There you yeah. go. Let's, let's yeah. use that. Whoa. If you're a yeah, single you duck hunter and you're in school, you've got to get your classwork done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so you can scout after class Friday, hunt Saturday, hunt Sunday, and then you can go to church Sunday evening and you don't have to do any homework. So Friday, <laughs> yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Good advice. And then the, the grind starts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday again. Get your homework done. There Fair you go. Anybody else? Alrighty, well that's all we got for tonight. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, and way too many other people's names to put out there. Ben from Falfront, Ben from Falfront, Baby Ben, and uh, Golden Boy from Cherry Creek Outdoors. And we'll see you guys on the next one. And since I've got the button on the pause play, it's Baby Face Ben if it's anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> alright. Baby Face Benny. <laughs>